You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times. And now, here's Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of ST Times. Yes, hello everyone. Dave Rubenstein again with you. And uh, seems like we've been talking about infrastructure as code for a while. Uh, today we're going to introduce you to something called Kix, which is an open source project for securing infrastructure as code. So joining me today is uh, Stephen Gates from uh, Checkmarks, the company uh, driving the effort. Uh, Stephen, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the folks? Well, thanks, Dave. Yeah, so my name is Stephen Gates, and I'm a security evangelist and senior solution specialist with Checkmarks. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thanks for being here. Uh, let me just ask you then uh, right out of the gate. So, uh, you know, let us, uh, let us in on the, the what, the where, the how of uh, infrastructure as code and, and, uh, and where it's going and why this project came up. Yeah, absolutely. So, so before we get started into what Kix is all about, we really need to, to go back in time and, and discuss the history and evolution of infrastructure. And this goes out to the listening audience. I wonder how many of you will actually know the answer to this question. But what was the first use case of virtual machines that, uh, you know, the listening audience can think of? And to be honest with you, I did some research into this, and it was the developers and security people back in the day, they had Windows machines, but they wanted to write code and or scripts using Linux machines. And so that was the very first use case of, hey, I need a virtual environment, right? I got a Windows machine, I run a, I want to run a Linux machine in a virtual environment on my same you know, PC at the time. And so that was basically the evolution of the inception of, you know, VMware and Sun VirtualBox and many of the others that were, you know, these virtual virtualized environments in the very early days. And, and suddenly that same use case then moved into the data center. And these data centers were all on premise. And, and you know, we had, uh, you know, previously we had just racks and racks and racks of servers. And many of these servers were just doing a single thing, running a single application. And, you know, many of these, these uh, servers, they would take months for, you know, the IT folks to procure these servers and get them all up and running and get them ready. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the whole world of virtualization moved into the data center. And so we saw major changes in the on-premise world. Well, then all of a sudden, now this change moved into the cloud and the cloud adoption is obviously quite high today and now we've got infrastructure as code and platform as our excuse me infrastructure as a service and platform as a service and software as a service and you know virtual servers and then then docker and container management and kubernetes and serverless and and you know function as a service today with lambda functions azure functions cloud functions so we see this major evolution that has changed and you know myself i was you know for many many years as a network engineer, building networks and, you know, and big enterprises, et cetera. And I lived and breathed the OSI model, right? And, you know, the application and presentation and session and transport and network and data link and physical layer. And I'm sure many of the listening audience know what I'm talking about. And, you know, when we looked at all that, we had very, very clear lines of delineation. And we understood where, uh, I think I got a plane flying by, but please don't uh, let that uh, interrupt our conversation. But um, when we look at, you know, the OSI model today, it's all code. Other than, you know, some cables running around and some IP addresses, the rest of it is simply code and it can now become all code. And so in the context of cloud native, Dave, you know, cloud native implies a complete change in philosophy on how modern applications are designed, developed, and deployed. 
And the old monoliths are broken into small and self-contained microservices that are independent and unaware of the context they're operating in. And the orchestration that glues them together in applications that become more scalable, reliable, and resilient, right? So we have to talk about infrastructure as code in the context of cloud native. Now, from yesterday to today, in the past, provisioning of infrastructure and configuration was mostly a manual process. And I was down in those trenches for decades, right? And doing this and building, building large infrastructures. And today, and in the context of DevOps mindset, automation is prevalent. And now all of this infrastructure is simply defined as code. And now welcome to the era of infrastructure as code. So what is IAC? It really establishes a methodology with tools and technology for infrastructure configuration and provisioning through lines of code. And David brings lots of advantages such as automation, replication of the infrastructure for testing and production, tons of consistency, self-documentation, cost reductions. And that's just to mention a few of the advantages of infrastructure as code. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, certainly a burgeoning area as more and more people are taking advantage of the cloud now, especially now we're working remotely. Uh, so many people are uh, no longer in a physical office. So uh, so that's really important. Yeah, so, it's, it, it's an, a total evolution of the way things have been done in the past. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, maybe you can talk a little bit then about the uh, KICS project, which of course is uh, keeping infrastructure as code secure, a KICS. Uh, and what the process was in getting that established uh, and, and why you felt the need to uh, even undertake the project. Well, before we go into what Kix is all about, we've still got to talk about the gotchas with infrastructure as code, right? There's, there's um, some, yeah, some liability in this world, right? <laughs> yeah. And we all start to understand liability. So, but however, similar to like these traditional software development, it's prone to issues like misconfigurations or security vulnerabilities which can really jeopardize the entire business and its underlying infrastructure. Now that we're relying on code and we know that code has the likelihood of having some vulnerabilities in it, well, then we have to approach it from a security mindset. And so as a result, Checkmark spearheaded KICS, and it's a kind of a fancy acronym, K-I-C-S, and it's really about keeping infrastructure as code secure. And it's an open source standalone engine powered by check marks. And it's really designed for detecting vulnerabilities, compliance issues, and misconfigurations in IEC in the context of cloud native applications. Now, so what is Kix? So it was launched, uh, the launch date was just this past February 25th. And Kix today comes with 1000 plus security rules. And, and in check marks language, we call those queries. And it's supporting Terraform and Kubernetes and Docker and AWS CloudFormation and Ansible. And it's across multiple cloud providers, for example, AWS, Google Cloud, Microsoft Azure. Now, you know, I have to give a, a big shout out to the leadership team here at Checkmarks that, that pulled this project off. And through the leadership of Ori Bendit and product management at Checkmarks and really being closely managed by Nuno Oliveira, uh, software development group leader at Checkmarks as well. And then thirdly, with the advice from our consultant, uh, Lior Kaplan, Kicks came to life. Mm -hmm. Now, the evolution of Kicks in the beginning, now you can imagine this, right? Right, <laughs> right Dave, in the, in the beginning, what was Kicks? 
Well, it was, it was really kind of skinny, right? It was in the beginning, it, it had only 50 queries. It resided in a private repository. It existed as a standalone engine, but we had the objective of reaching, you know, 1000 plus queries and you call those rules, queries, whatever you want in less than three months and making it completely open source. So how did we achieve such a, a tremendous effort? Well, we were able to recruit a group of talented students to join the team and their focus was on creating more rules using the, uh, the regular language for open policy management or excuse me, open policy agent. And if you ask, the, you know, if you do a survey out there, it's interesting. I have a little bit of a survey from a team member of mine um, from a London gathering, a DevSecOps uh, gathering in London back in January of this past year. You know, 47% of the, you know, which methods of creating rules do you perform? 47% of the respondents said, Rego. That's the way we want to create these rules. So interestingly enough, how Kix works, right? So it has a very strong core that's able to analyze many types of IAC files, and it has thousands of security rules. It's consistently released every two weeks. It is, uh, it's an open source, and the team is very, very proud of it. We just need to spread the word, the word to, you know, to the world to uh, get it out there. And that's why we're having this conversation here today, Dave. Mm -hmm. Really, uh, really important. So uh, I know in an earlier conversation that we had had prior to uh, going on the air, uh, you were talking about how uh, this project is a way for check marks to contribute to the wellness of the industry uh, and that it's uh, basically kind of a noble cause that's, that's good for everybody within the industry. Do you look at these rules that this community is creating as, as sort of becoming uh, perhaps a standard for, for doing infrastructure as code security? Or is that kind of uh, where you're heading with this thing? Well, it can lead into a standard for sure, right? And that's, that's, that's what, you know, potentially this is all about. But the whole point of it was, was really keeping it focused in, in, you know, the world of open source, right? Where we could have the contribution from the community because things in that nature just get better over time and they get, um, you know, more contributions, more, more characteristics, more thought leadership, right? More ideas and, and, you know, the contribution of the open source world is just fantastic. And here at Checkmarks, we're just in massive support of the open source endeavors out there today. And so what we did was we, we built a website on AWS and that's where you can find and learn more about, uh, you know, Kicks, uh, you know, this whole project. But, you know, that's sort of just sort of the beautiful landing page, right? That's, that's for everybody to just check out. But the document, the documentation site is generated on the fly using um, MK Docs and uh, Markdown files and made available via GitHub pages. And, and so, you know, we're making the Kicks documentation as crystal clear as possible. It contained, you know, really containing everything about the project, including roadmaps and tutorials on how to use and how to contribute. As a matter of fact, I was just looking at a video that we just released, I think, today out on YouTube, kind of describes what this environment's all about and actually gives you a quick demo. So definitely the listening audience, go check that out on YouTube, check Mark's channel. And so we set up a Kicks community and now we're already getting folks that are commenting outward, right? Because that's the beauty of open source, right? It's because it doesn't become sort of a support overload for our organization and our team because the community actually starts helping the community. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And really they're asking questions they're providing feedback right away. 
and really Kix is involves a multidisciplinary team of architects, developers, DevOps managers, and it already has a few followers, contributions, and many more are accept, uh, you know expect, expected soon once we release this live last week. And those of you listening to this podcast are more than welcome to contribute as well. And it, it, it you know it does not matter whether it's you know just by following the project or providing feedback or opening issues or feature requests, even submitting code changes, you know, or just using Kicks to keep your own infrastructure secure. Mm-hmm. So you asked me why, right? And, and you know, I don't know about the listening audience, but I'm a movie buff, love the movies. And, and you, know, um, you know, I had children, was raising children back in the 80s. And Dave, can you remember the movie uh, Princess Bride that was released in uh, 1987? Absolutely. Yeah, one of my favorites, right? And, you know, I used to watch it with the kids. And, you know, do you remember um, Inigo, right? The, uh, the Spanish fencer in the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and again, not trying to plug the movie or anything, but, you know, he was the guy that kept saying, my name is Inigo Montoya. You've killed my father every birthday day, right? So in the movie, Billy Crystal, who played Miracle Max, and Inigo took Wesley, right? Wesley was the prince, you know, um, the pirate, and he was mostly dead. And talked and took him to see Miracle Max and, you know, asked him to help. And Miracle Max asks, why should I help you? Right. So, so it's kind of funny in the movie. So Wesley, who was mostly dead said true love and Miracle Max and, 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 you know, Inigo agreed that it was a noble cause, right. And true love was a noble cause. And, you know, just kind of making an analogy, why would check marks go to this effort? And, you know, why would we spearhead kicks and also make it completely open source? We basically spearheaded this project, funded the operation from our end, right, and and opened it up to the community. We totally believe it's a noble cause. It's vastly needed. And, you know, now it is here for the community to embrace. So here at Checkmarks, you know, we are experts at software development. We also are experts at software security. And, you know, according to the feedback we get, developers like check marks more than any other software security company out there today. So why did we make it completely open? Again, noble cause. And, you know, we we feel that it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Great. All right. Well, that's about uh, all the time we have for um, today's uh, podcast. Stephen Gates, thanks so much for joining us and telling us about the Kix project. I'm sure we'll be uh, circling back with you uh, in, in a bit to hear uh, more uh, as the project uh, evolves and develops. So, All right, well, th- yeah, well, thanks, Dave. And again, thanks to the listening audience. And please, you know, you're encouraged to go check out Kix. And uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Super. All right, folks. So until next time, again, I'm Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of SD Times. So long for now.